life. Sports. A celebration. Welcome, America, to the TC and Jake show. We may very well do a show about being humble. On the celebration of life through sports, Humble Wednesday. Humble Wednesday. Humble Wednesday. Well, uh, we here at the show were, of course, uh, greatly saddened that you couldn't join us for the last podcast of August, but first first podcast of September is a good one. That's a good one to get in. Yeah. Fall guy. Just, you know, this, the cycles, life as it goes on. It's crazy. Yeah. The time never stops. Wouldn't you agree with that? Aren't you constantly grappling with that? Yeah, I would. I was reading the uh, Seth Wickersham, uh, Sean Payton article this morning. What I wouldn't give for a little break. And just his bit of like, you know, he just wanted a break. And like he asked the the driver on the way to the Super Bowl party to just slow down because Payton couldn't control the time. Yeah, yeah, that's right. I don't know. I kind of vibe with that, actually. Yeah. That makes, makes a little sense. bit of sense to me. So um, I just wanted to ask you this real quick regarding our uh, our intro uh, intros for the mm-hmm. show. Yes. Um, the Notre Dame podcast that we've uh, highlighted before that is Irish Insider, correct? Irish Illustrated Insider. Okay, it's not Irish Breakdown. No, that's not the uh, Diarrhea podcast. Yeah, <laughs> just wanted to make sure. It's been a big week for diarrhea. Has been a huge week for diarrhea. <laughs> It's like three separate liquid shit stories. So I just wanted to confirm uh, I am, of course, somewhat that, yeah. familiar with, with the Irish, uh, breakdown. Irish Breakdown, but I, yeah. I don't know if I've ever listened to an episode. Vince Daddario and Brian Driscoll. Who yeah, Brian probably Driscoll. Is he's a probably name. not related to Jeff. Probably. Maybe. He's, he's a name around the program. I've seen him. Okay. I mean, like, you look at me and you look at Joe and you're like, all right, I mean... Obviously, somebody got the short end of the stick here, but you're not like, oh, man, different parents. Yeah, I mean, you know, Daniel uh, couldn't have been a backup on, like, a prominent high school team. But, like, you know, he looks like he could have maybe been a backup on a prominent high school team. And I'm related to him. And you wouldn't say that I'm probably, possibly a backup. I'm a, yeah. I'm a Lorenzen-style backup. <laughs> The mighty righty. Yeah. Isn't he dead? <laughs> he is dead. Yeah. A lot of people are dead. Yeah. Dude. I mean, I don't even know. All I've been doing is planning in my head for the possibility. I don't want to get anyone excited. I'm not saying any names. That's for certain. But uh, the possibility of, of a former Notre Dame player being on this particular show. Um, and man for the team that's not like from 50 years ago there's it's certainly less than all of the members that are alive it's like every guy i'm like yeah man i love that guy he's a great guy from a team a couple years ago and and he's dead they're all well i mean i think that's because they had a really unique approach to you know like uh in the cowboys final preseason game they had uh, Dak Prescott on the headset essentially running the offense, you know. And I remember there was a, a policy instituted uh, by Brian Kelly over, I think it was like a five or six year period where he thought to really gain an understanding of how coaching works, he would have his players go up in a scissor lift um, and film practice for him. Just and still. Stale material. A lot of the, a lot of, a lot of them died. You know, you got to have more than one joke. <laughs> you just got one. I hope you don't. It's not do even this there anymore. Him. What do you care? Yeah, no, no. Now, now, I mean, I don't. Now know. it's hilarious. I'm sure that you read the. Well, no, you're still attacking the program. You, uh, I'll, I won't defend him, but I'll defend the program till my dying breath. I I'm, won't do anything else in my life. I'm aware. Yes, sir. Um, but, uh, yeah, did I, you, you probably did not catch, uh, the article that he had that came out 
Brian Kelly talked extensively to a reporter in a thing that was published mere hours before his team did the worst diarrhea of the weekend, shitting the bed against Florida State. <laughs> in a weekend, in a weekend of diarrhea, March Madness, he yeah, uh, emerged yeah. as the the real Cinderella. Yeah, yeah, like they have audio or something, right? Uh, well, that that's a separate thing. That's okay. Very fun in its own way. <laughs> okay. Um, no, he uh, at, that's at his uh, radio show was like we're gonna kick that ass, and mm-hmm. uh, then you know the next press conference after it became such a big deal that he said they're gonna kick that ass was like you guys know me, I would never say something like that. It's like it was recorded, but it's broadcast live. Just absolutely nothing that is preceded uh, preceded by you guys know me. You know, it's funny because like I know this doesn't go well. I know exactly what he's getting at. Like he he does go out of his way. Like you know, like all coaches, he's annoyingly cautious. Like he, but but you know, he let his guard down the once. It was recorded, and then he's like, "Yeah, I've never said anything like that." <laughs> no, he was. Uh, it was it was an article about LSU's athletic department in general. Oh, uh, okay, yeah. The as a, as it relates to Notre Dame and the architecture department. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, He's like, you know, we were told we got to wait for the architecture building to be done. Uh, After the the morning after LSU embarrassed themselves so badly, uh, a member of the architecture department tweeted out like, you know, just wanted to share this beautiful picture of our uh, new headquarters. (laughs) No no reason. Oh, also, by the way, our team's 2-0. That's fantastic. Yeah, we're back in full swing, baby. Dude, I mean, it was, a, it was quite a weekend. I, it was quite a I weekend. Was a pig and shit. I'm going to uh, Tulane, Ole Miss this weekend. Boy, I saw that and was like, "It's obviously too late." I just would have had to make a lot of different life decisions. But what I wouldn't give to be there—that's going to be a fucking that stadium. I'm, I know you've been to it, but like, it's tiny. I was looking at pictures. I love it. Yeah, dude, it looks fucking great. Like, if you're there, if you're attending a thing. Uh, you want it to be as small as possible, I would think. Like whatever the Chargers were playing at the soccer stadium, I wanted badly to go yeah. and see a game out there. Like it means every seat in the house is close. Like yeah, I mean it's, to see a big team like like Ole Miss up close and personal like that. Old Jackson Dart. Yeah, it's a. Uh, I mean, it could not be more different than watching Tulane in the dome. Yeah, yeah. Which is funny because I don't know which would have been better. Or worse. I mean, if you can my, fill it, I'm own. sure it's cool to see the Super, Superdome full. But no college team is filling the dome. LSU. Like, m- maybe LSU. Yeah. But like, even that, dude. Like, so what are there? Five teams that can fill the dome? Ten teams, maybe? I don't know what and, you mean. I'm, I'm pretty sure Tiger Stadium has more seats. Um... I guess we're like, are we speaking in some sort of like alternate reality where the campus is not in Baton Rouge, but it's in New Orleans? No, nah, it's just not that far a drive. Most of uh, that's what hour and a half, two hours. Yeah. But like uh, your average Notre Dame attendee is driving at least that I drive two hours every time I'm going. Yeah. To so, game. I mean, I would put Notre Dame in that. I, I, I think they're, uh, like I said, I expanded it to I just think that's 10. true of a lot of colleges. Like, you that know. they would routinely be able to fill 90K? The people that we went to uh, the Michigan game with lived in, I mean, w- you know, I'm sure that the plenty of people who go to the Michigan game live in Detroit. But even most yeah. of Detroit's like an hour from Ann Arbor. Um, and uh, the people we were, they were not from Detroit. I would bet that at least, I'm just going to pull a number out of my ass here, 40% of the people going to a Michigan game live like two hours away. Yeah, and I guess what I'm trying to do is drill down on how many schools there are that can draw 40% two hour away. There's and not I, I an infinite I, I don't amount, think it's a long but there's list. several in each each conference. All of your, like, let's say like the top 15. And I mean, uh, what I can tell you is that Tulane was drawing about four. Yeah, 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 yeah. Tulane's <laughs> different. I mean, no one thinks that they're... But they were playing in a building that held, you know, 80,000, 90,000 people. Comical. Yeah, mm. yeah. It was not fun, um, but yeah, the, the stadium they play in now is is cool. It's open air. It's on campus. It looks awesome. It's so cool, um, 
and yeah, they they're they're really good. <laughs> like they're a really good team. What's the line? Uh, I think it's seven. I think Tulane is getting seven. Went five and one last week. Are you in the game now? No, uh, I've I've long had the uh, betonline.ag account, and I'll put like a hundred bucks in or whatever, you know. And uh, this year, I was like, "It's probably a foolish decision." I don't have a hundred bucks to just be throwing, you know. That's, <laughs> well, news for you, I don't either. That's why I didn't do it. That's uh, you know, that's I know how every dollar I spend. I think about how long I'm going to have to spend with a stranger staring at the back of my head to earn that dollar back. Yeah. So I'm <laughs> I'm uh, wise with my money. Uh, but no, they uh, figure th- that they're better and smarter than me and that if they give me $75 in free play, surely I'm not going to win that all back. Well, motherfucker, what do we have here? Did you, uh, did you touch... Horn frog buff at all? That's where a large portion of our winnings came from. That was okay. free money. I listened uh, to the whole game on the way down to Houston. Uh, and then I went back and watched like the, the 15, 17 minute, whatever it is, like highlight package they put up. And dude, I was getting it was chills. So fucking good. The whole thing is just like, because I like TCU and TCU made a ton of great plays that were fun to watch. Yeah. No, I, I don't think they're bad at all. You know, they're they're not last year's team, but yeah. they're but I mean last year's team also had like a bit of a uh Pythagorean over performance. Yeah, yeah. They were walking a narrow path to undefeated. Yeah. As opposed to like, you know, just of course we're undefeated because we won every game by three touchdowns. Yeah, but then when you smack the shit out of Michigan, it's like, okay, well, I mean, today you showed up and uh this you played this one straight up. There is something to be and said for like walking for the, the final path. two quarters. Yeah. Like there's, you know, you, you can either be the team that's like not really got to worry about it because you can win by 20 most days. So even if you're off, you win by 14. Right. But like if you are like I always think of, uh, you know, every single week, Jason Witten would come on bad radio and talk about like all these games are five plays. Yeah. And if you can just be the guys who every single fucking time it's one of those plays, you do those plays. Which, like, you know, in the NFL, all good teams, like, like that's how the Patriots always were. Always, always, always. Right. Um, and so, uh, you know, I, I thought that TCU was that kind of team last year. You know, the kind that wouldn't come up two yards short on a fourth down, basically. Yeah. Uh, QB school had a good Shadur Sanders breakdown. Is that uh, O'Sullivan, JT O'Sullivan. Your guy. Yeah. Close yeah, yeah. personal friend of yours. Yeah. Uh, for a period of time, I paid for his content. Yeah. Well, I don't want to dissuade anyone from paying for his content, but he gives a tremendous amount out for free. He does. Yeah. And he's, he's, I mean, I, I think he's, he's, I think he's the best in the game at what he does. Yeah. It's great. I, yeah. they're very, they're just entertaining. You know, like, not in like a fireworks kind of way, but like I'm engaged the whole time. I I feel like I'm yeah. I really enjoy the time. It doesn't feel like work. Yeah. So um, I don't know how much other college football you want to talk. I mean, I, I did imagine. want to talk about Dion. Like, yeah. Just I don't know, man. He. I find him occupying a very Kanye-like place in my life. That makes sense. Like that, that I, I know that there's uh, some flaws, you know, like I, I was, uh, I, I guess, I don't know. I have no idea if people want their personal texts being reported on the podcast, but I was talking with someone who talks to recruits and was like, yeah, I think that guy's a shit bag. Cause I know a lot of guys who he's acted like a shit bag towards that like told him, told them that there was going to be one thing there. And then there was another thing. And I'm positive that's true. Uh, you Dude, know, the I, walk off thing. What's that? The walk off thing. I don't remember. What, I don't know what you're talking about. I think that's what they call it, but it's like <clears throat> it's basically like an understood thing that you're not supposed to just pull kids' scholarships. Yeah. Unless they really screw up. Yeah. And like the fact that he was calling in 20, 30, 35 guys and being like, I'm going to pull your scholarship because you're not good. 
Yeah. Like that is permitted, but it's not supposed to happen. You know, like when my brother got hurt, he was like, I'll play receiver. I'll do anything to keep my scholarship and stay on this team. Like I'll play special teams. I'll do whatever. And they were like, all right, well, that's cool. We'd yeah. like to have you here. But they easily could have said legally, uh, no, we're not paying for your senior year of college. We know your family can't afford this. Uh, you're going to have a degree that says something else on it. And the fact that Dion just like induced the walk off of like three dozen players, I mean, that's a shitty thing to do, but it also is allowed. Yeah. And just, I don't know. Like you know, Nick Saban doesn't even really do that. Uh, I mean, I know interested. they do, he does it a little bit, but he's not doing it for half his roster. Not half his roster. I, and I think that there's like some amount of like, uh, messing around with things at the margins. Like I, I thought I'd heard that some of those Colorado players like remain students. Yeah, but I think they're paying. You think they're paying? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's bad. I mean, and it's a state school, so. Yeah. You know, it's not the same as if you do it at Tulane. Um, but just, I, I just, you know, he's a guy who I've been in a room with a lot of times. He used yeah. to come on bad radio, like, I don't know, once a month. Um, and that was, you know, whenever I was an intern. So uh, that whole thing, like, I, I just feel like it was very representative. Like that there's, I don't think that it's at all Bob and Dan's representation of things that he like did anything wrong by them. But the way that he talked and then like it suddenly stopped one day and it was never that clear of why. Just I feel like everyone in his life is going to have a similar story at some point. Like he just he 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 has like like whenever he likes you, it's like a very fucking salesman, like you're my best friend, you know, like we're gonna do such big things together. And then like, you know, just as quickly as he shows up and is your best friend, you, you never hear from him again in your life. Yeah, I think um, you know, I don't know all the particulars, whether it's that I don't recall them or we never got them. But I mean, I feel like Des for a certain number of years felt like he kind of got burned by him. Yeah, I, I think that every, yeah, that, like that's, you know, that basic thing of like, you're my son. And then all of a sudden, like one thing, like now you're pretty, you're the devil kind of. The yeah. devil's working with you. I'm on God's side, obviously. Uh, I, I just feel like everyone that, that ever gets close to him is eventually going to be like, boy, I don't know how I feel about how that relationship ended. But like, yeah. Uh, so like that's you know I, I'm I'm clear-eyed about that I feel, uh, but like I don't care, uh, you know like I <laughs> I just I just love having like that kind of like confidence that like I'm I have a thing in my head and the world is going to move around that thing, like it's not like that I'm living in the world and it's going to batter me like it's you know like I you know fucking hammer and nail the world is the fucking nail. And like whenever someone does that, and then like I you know I I do like I do think Kanye is the biggest example of that. And like whenever you hear about like all this stuff, like all this stuff in Genius about before his album was out, and he's like I'm gonna be the biggest, and everyone around him's like this guy's a fucking nerd, and uh, then he just became the biggest. Like you know Dion showing up and having that opening press conference. Like I've never like all coaches come in and do the same shit of like. We're going to be great. Honestly, we're going to win. I don't know how many titles. But the way that he did it was entirely different. And then for him to be able to follow it up in like the after his first game, standing on the field, being like, I told you we're coming. <laughs> like that was fucking yeah. magical. The the thing is, is that and this is what frustrates me about it. And because I'm like a huge shit talker myself. If you haven't heard. <laughs> um. The thing is, is that like when you come up short, you have to be willing to be like, that was on me. Like, yeah. I wrote that check and I couldn't cash it today because at some point you're not going to be able to. And what's going to be really annoying to me is when they start, you know, not start getting smacked around, but a couple times they're they're going to get beat, you know, they're not going to, you know. I think if they went, you know, eight and four, eight and five, I don't know their schedule, but that would be a tremendous success. Yeah. But in those four or five times, six times that they lose, I just don't want to have him say, these guys just didn't want it today. 
Easy to imagine him handling that bad. And that's what I'm saying is that I feel like if you want to be the, hey, I told you that I was this good whenever things are up, I feel like you have to do the Rick Carlisle when things are down and be like, yeah, I didn't have him ready to play. I had a bad game plan. I didn't, you know. Maybe just, he will. I yeah, feel like he's, I feel I like know. he's, no pun intended, primed to be the guy who's like, when it worked, it's because I told you it would work. And when it doesn't work, it's because these guys failed me. Yeah. And I don't know. I mean, obviously you can only get away with that in college, but I just want him to be the coach at Florida State. Yeah, 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 yeah. Whatever path we have to take to get him to Tallahassee, that's... I am just fascinated to see where this what goes. I yeah. Because yeah. I, I don't know. I, I really, like, it's easy to say. I mean, I did put my money where my mouth is. I bet on Colorado last weekend. Uh, so let that stand for whatever it stands for. But I felt good about the idea that this was going to work. Because I think that so much of everything is just... Can you talk to 18-year-olds in a way that they're like, I want to come with you? Yeah, and that's the thing is that I was so mad at halftime that I didn't just wet the beak on the Travis Hunter Heisman odds that morning. <laughs> dude. Because it's I, like, he, dude, he played both ways last year. That's crazy. The, I mean, the thing, but, what, he, what he did, like in that heat, like that wet, like – Dude, At halftime, yes. he was fucking huffing. And then, like, he just went out and played 60 more snaps. Yeah. Like, it's it's like, like, I I just, I immediately want to say Otani. And I feel like that's almost too reductive because people are going to think, like, it's just because it's an offense and defense thing. It's just like a, I've never seen this before kind yes. of thing. It's goosebumps. Like, there's it's no one who goes out and plays 120 snaps on the field. It had to be well over 100. Oh, and yeah, dude. He oh, was, yeah. like... For him to move the way he did on the interception, where like yeah. it was like fucking magic, like yeah, that's a, <laughs> a, a stick and drive that you're not going to see from a guy who plays 20 snaps a game, much less 120. He teleported on that fucking pick. <laughs> yeah, I don't. Yeah, I mean, I, I really a, don't feel like I've ever watched someone do what he did. I agree. I said that exact same thing uh, in the car that that day down there, just listening to it. And then I, I, that's without even knowing that he easily should have had over 200 yards receiving. Yeah. Like if if not, you know, save for a couple of uh, of inaccurate throws. So I don't know how long they can keep it up, but I know that uh, September 30th, USC. God, it's just so fucking great. <laughs> that's going to be, that's going to be something, man. The whole Pac-12. This is, this is one of the like most... Most awesome and worst things that I've ever experienced in my entire life. Every Pac-12 team looks fucking crazy, like relative to where they could be. Like Washington has a generational quarterback. Oregon State has maybe the best team in school history. It could be. DJ uh, You know, fucking uh, USC, it looks like a playoff team for the first time in God knows how long. And Utah has fucking hammered USC in two meetings last year. Like, I, just across the fucking conference, it's crazy shit. And then it's just not going to exist next year. UCLA was super fun to watch. That fuck, dude, Dante Moore, to watch a kid step in and just like immediately be like, every time I throw it, it's a touchdown. It's so exciting. Yeah. And uh, I don't know if you saw any, I mean, he's not playing a ton, but they play him whenever they're scrubbing people. But the fact that, like, uh, we know a guy who is 100% Sorry, you broke a, up there. Yeah, it might have been because I plugged my computer in. Can you hear me now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You talking about Deuce? Yeah. <laughs> it's tough for me, you know. Just a, just a dude that size, like, being able to run like that, it's like, all right, dude, what are we doing here with the human race? I'll, I'll, like, I'll jump on a, board if he transfers. Just because it's USC? Yeah, dude. I don't. I'm not cheering for USC he's gonna, players. He's, he's going to deal you some hurt at some point. I'm quite confident of that. Yeah, I don't want that. Yeah. If I had a child playing at USC, I would cheer for the other team every game. <laughs> I fully believe you. <laughs> I fully believe you. Did you? Uh, did you ever see the detail or hear about the details of the Apple deal that was proposed? I, I talked about this whenever we had been on last week, but like the contract they were considering was. Like Apple TV to carry the Pac-12? 
Yeah. Uh, I saw, I don't know, it's been a bit of a fog of war lately, but I, I, I saw a little bit about it. It honestly might have been, it might have been worse for the world if they had taken that deal than just let the conference break up. You would have had to pay like $100, $120 to see a snap of Pac-12 football ever. Like, it, what, like there's no like, you already have Apple TV. Like I, I subscribe to Apple TV Plus or whatever, like just automatic. I've got, you know, through my, my brother and I split yeah. a family like Apple everything thing. Yeah. And so I was thinking like, well, I'm already on that. So I'll be able to get whatever. It's not how it is. It, you'd have to shell out a separate like thing just for the Pac-12 and like the fucking conference championship might be like pay-per-view. But like other than that, like just you'd have to have paid whatever fee for the Pac-12 Apple package. And just like uh, the point Ben brought up is like, you know, good luck seeing them in a bar ever again. Yeah. Just like, I don't know, man. I, I if, if it's like either that or they'll play uh, Michigan State a bunch, but for free over the air, they both suck as options. But I think the second one's probably better. Yeah, that's true. It's it's better in a vacuum, but it's all bad in terms of just yeah. I wish the way they just we had a fucking deal with ESPN. Yeah, yeah. And now, like, I don't even I haven't really kept up with like the ESPN Charter thing, but that feels like that's turning into a or excuse me, is it Spectrum? Yeah, I yeah. I don't know which one they're off of, and you know, I'm just like, I, don't I don't care. It's too much. It's not what I subscribe to. No. Whereas Bally's is a problem. It can be, depending on who you know. No, oh, whatever. Fuck you. <laughs> either either say, say that stuff and share the passwords or don't say that stuff. Those are your options. Um, okay, yeah. So that's pretty much all I had on football. Um, we're going to do another episode tomorrow, so if you want to talk any NFL stuff, we can. I would highly recommend you reading the Seth Wickersham, Sean Payton article. Okay. Does he uh, not trash any more coaches? He doesn't trash any coaches, but like obviously like there's the viral quote of he told Wilson that to salvage his career, he needed to focus less on Russell Incorporated. Quote, will you fucking stop kissing all the babies? You're not running for public office. Yeah. And then there's How just that like... How's going to go, man? And then there's just like this... Well, <laughs> then there's, uh, you know, I don't know almost probably a dozen examples of just what a maniac he is like that. He treated staffers horribly. I've heard that from someone. Uh, mm -hmm. He got upset one year because the Christmas tree at the saints facility was too small. That rules uh, for a good year and a half. Peyton gave a man stationed on the sideline. Evil looks convinced he was a league spy. Peyton later apologized to the man when he learned that he was an onsite concussion doctor. <laughs> God, this is all great. And like, just he every might be one of our best Americans. Like, he has had some situations that have fucked him a little bit, right? Like, I'm not sure that he should uh, should have been suspended for a year for Bounty Gate because yeah. it was, you know, that was Greg Williams' uh, project. I'm not yeah. sure. Like, they absolutely should have been in a Super Bowl. It feels fair in the end to me. It's like if. Like, like if the NFL just did like a full inventory of his entire life, yeah, like they might have well, got see, him for the wrong thing. things. That's but like, thing. I think they got he it got right. recode. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and he feels that way. He's like, you know, I made enough noise that when something came up, they could get me on. They got me on it, and he does all these studies on like how many penalties the Saints had and what types of penalties during his time there and sends wow. him to the, to the league office every year. And like, this is a man who is literally just walking through life. And obviously that Vikings call yeah. is the biggest example. But like, probably before that is when this started. Oh, wait, like it started with Parcells. Yeah. And, you know, there's a couple sad Parcells quotes in this story where Parcells is like, you know, when I, when I got done, I realized like that was all a waste of time. Like I there's think just the, no point in fighting the world at every turn because, you know, it's not going to help Parcells you. You're going to get life. a push-neutral general. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think he has a lot of regrets. He sounds like it, dude. 
I mean, I don't know how you couldn't. I, I, it's either you like the the best case scenario is he has a lot of regrets. Like I, I watched uh, the uh, Love Means Zero a documentary about uh, Andre Agassi's coach, and like he coached like a ton of other guys. Uh, he was just like the big tennis coach in the eighties and beginning of the nineties, and uh, he's dead now. But the documentary came out like five years ago. And uh, that's a guy who needs to have a lot more regrets than he does. Like, he's just, he's changed not at all. He hasn't learned a single thing, and he's still fucking miserable. Yeah. And, you know, and now he's dead. Like, just fucking yeah. living your whole life and just being, like, like just in this prison in your mind that you've made for yourself and never, never getting out. That is, uh, that is not how I want to go. Yeah, it's the whiplash thing, right? Yeah, yeah. Like, is that is that just going to be the way that you carry it until you're underground? But I don't know. It it seems to me like Parcells kind of gets it, and then like they're talking to Peyton, and he's like, "Yeah, you know, Bill told me like there's no point in like living your whole life like this. Like if you're just like punching all these uh, ghosts and fighting these battles that don't really help you." Um, he's like, "You know, I've learned from that." And then like a month ago, he's like. The people who run this fucking organization suck. <laughs> like, I don't know, dude. He showed the team a video of a 2022 Ford Bronco driving off a cliff, letting players know that last year is over, which got me to thinking about some of my favorite, uh, like, coach moments. Like, anybody who played high school football has seen this before. Yeah. Um, I remember Tony Sperano when he was hired as, I want to say the Raiders coach, and he might even have been interim, he had them all get out shovels and bury last year's schedules. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's an all-timer. Yeah. That's worthless. No one's taking it seriously. Hey, hold on one sec. Make yeah. a note of this. I'm going to get my uh, extension cord. Yeah, the, uh, the nuts thing with uh, Peyton being like such a maniac is just, you know, me just thinking all the time about him going to that dance with my aunt. I know. Naperville uh, comes up in the article. Like, uh, my, he, you know, he went to Eastern Illinois. Um, and, uh, you know, my mom and my, uh, her sister did as well. So, like, my um, grandparents, I think, would, like, sometimes, like, uh, caravan with his parents or, like, take the, the my grandparents... Whenever the uh, Macau money came in, whenever our, whenever we uh, sold the, the, you remember all this, the right? island, <laughs> yeah. Whatever, like a uh, thing that is now a casino. Whenever yeah. their claim on it became untangled from the uh, communist Chinese, <laughs> and they were allowed to uh, to get that money out, uh, you know, like it, it went to my uh, mom's dad's mom. And then she, like, you know, kind of went around Everton and the family is like, what's something you would like, you know? And they were like, we want a fucking cool RV. And so they Hell had yeah. a cool RV for a couple of years. And, uh, yeah, so I, I think I think they would, like, take the Peytons out to Illinois, uh, eastern Illinois, in the cool RV sometimes. And, like, I don't know. All of it's just, like, like, the world of Naperville is just, like, the most sanitized world possible. And, uh to know that it produced the van that's like, you know, just on his fifth Red Bull of the day, like crazed looking at a spreadsheet with his dry eyes being like, they gave us too many pass interferences. <laughs> like, <laughs> Yeah. And again, you know, I'm not trying to blow up my boy's spot, but I mean, hearing firsthand stories about what it's like to be around him is, yeah, it, you know, it's not that dissimilar from a lot of stuff that you know, I, I, I can't recall how much of it we've talked about in a recorded setting, but there are times in your life where you're like, man, I think I'm pretty engaged. I think I'm pretty smart. I mm -hmm. think I'm pretty motivated. And then you spend like a few days with people who actually are, and you're like, no, no. Yeah. That ain't me. I'm sorry. At some point, I'm just going to have to admit it. Like, yeah. Like these people are much smarter much more motivated and much more engaged than I am. Like in the uh, genius when Kanye talks about going from Chicago to New York. Exactly. Like, I didn't think that every single person in Chicago was lazy, but now I realize they are. Yeah. yeah. He's like, I got, yeah, exactly. That's a perfect example. 
Um, do you want to listen to this thing I sent you real quick? Yes, I we do. can listen to it or we can watch it. Uh, I've I'll seen it, it, so either what way. Time, what time do you want me to start to? Uh, did I? No, no, no. You're going to go to like 1140. So 1140. There's a, uh, apparently a guy named Luke uh, Masia. It's M-A-C-I-A-S. And he is a political consultant based in Texas. Uh, obviously a conservative political so consultant. Yeah. Um, he looks to be pretty young, like younger than me. Um, and Not he looks, by that hairline. Ob ob the hairline is a problem. Um, obviously like a massive dork. Uh, he works for The Blaze. He works for Daily Wire. Um, let's see. I'm just looking at his about me. But somehow this this came across my timeline. Somehow, like you're not and he following decided all these conservative to, He decided to do a uh, a song and a music video. That's cool. Hey, dude, you know I'm a big fan of anyone shooting their shot. Now, I can't sing. Everyone knows this that's ever been to Ticket Stock or Summer Bash. Give it a try. I can stay on beat. Okay. I think that's an important thing to note here. And I sometimes forget that there are people that have like no ability to keep four four time signature. It's cool though whenever they try. Like I'm not asking you to sing a tool song. Like there's like probably more people than not have trouble with it, but like anyone who has trouble with it is just like, boy, I, I just don't want the world to know. I'm gonna make it I'm gonna dedicate my life to making sure no one ever finds out this terrible secret about me. Maybe in my car. Yeah. But outside of that. I'll never do this, and uh, he did. So I think around there, he starts talking about his musical inspiration. Oh, so you want to? You want me to back up? What was it like? A, it was like a, either you can play the audio or like I think it's about eleven forty. I think this is where uh, I, I think I have the start of the video. But did you want stuff before the start of the video? About thirty seconds, maybe. Okay. okay. And so in high school, Montgomery Gentry. <clears throat> And Brad Paisley and Keith Urban and all these guys were big. So I thought you'd want this. I thought of this song while listening to, I've got like an old Spotify playlist that's like Luke's Old Country. And it's literally like everything I listened to between, I don't know, 14. Share that shit, brother. That's so cool. And I heard this song and I was like, oh my gosh, this is the Texas house. So with that, here is my version of that song from the perspective of a sitting state representative. May God bless you and may God bless Texas. In the Texas house, we're a family. We got each other's backs both day and night. In this backward place, wrong means right. And if you ain't seen Mrs. T, she takes the R's and she makes them weak. If you dare call us out, we'll say you lie. We may move our bills a little slower, but that don't mean we can't say we are better. Then Where I come from, Give Democrats all these chairmanships where this is uh <laughs> this is tough. This is tough. Dude, and he is dead ass. Like he's, he, yeah, the, the earnestness <laughs> is, is difficult to get around. Uh but like it's just you know the he's he's not doing oh good God. in the first part. Like the the silences are just eating them up. You know, yeah, like it's yeah. Yeah. It's not even like What the, am I supposed to be doing here? It's like speaking in public with your hands. Yeah, you know, like, yeah. What am I? Like the, the times when he's not singing are almost challenging him worse <laughs> than the times when he is singing. Uh, but then when it when it comes uh, to time to, to put a little more into it. Yeah. I don't think he's got it. I don't mean, let's, uh, let's 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 see. I come from we overturn some elections and impeach your can where I come from. What now? Like he had to we work so hard. The it beats the, yeah, it's like you got a twelve-syllable spot here, bud. Just this this video, like he, you're going for twenty. He drove to locations to film this, like a couple of them. Several people. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Drove to multiple locations yeah. to film this. Yeah, I mean, 
there's a light, there's a lighting, obviously. Like somebody had to scout this shit out, probably rent it. You know, like we have friends who shoot music videos. Just like for him to fucking Where the Democrats will run the show Where I come from See those red flag laws And I swear We could kill them now I guarantee That we never will Those hospitals What are red flag laws? I mean, I think it's gun related Okay. Right. Like the, oh, he's he's bragging about like how domestic abusers can still have as many fucking automatics as they want. Yeah, and he's because well, so because like what I think this is basically is like, and I'm I don't I don't pay fucking any attention to the Texas House, um, but I, I what well, he I seems think to be this saying is, that he's in it, right? Well, I don't think that he is. He did call himself a sitting a sitting representative, but it's my understanding that he's just kind of a. Uh, you know, again, a consultant. I mean, but he's he's writing this from the perspective of okay, because um, Ted Cruz has a podcast. Cruz with Cruz, <laughs> he uh, he has Doctor Phil on this week. Oh, great! It's a yeah. side of Doctor Phil you've never seen, is what I've heard. Okay, yeah, very interested. I've but, never wanted to listen to the Ted Cruz podcast more. Mm-hmm. What I think Luke is doing is he's singing this from the perspective of a frustrated Republican congressperson okay. in Texas. And he's saying, like, he's upset. Like it, all, all big songwriters, you know, some of those people are just characters they inhabit. Right. Exactly. And Johnny and, Cash wasn't really in prison. Exactly, right? Like, you know, on down the line. But what's funny about it, too, is if you, if you search out uh, the video for this, which is at uh, L-U-K-E-M-A-C-I-A-S-T-X on Twitter. He's sitting in like, at certain parts, like, I don't think he's actually on the floor of the no, house. No, it's, 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 a, it's, a, it's a very shitty green screen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's very shitty. Like he has he's a got chair. a real chair. Yes, yes. So, I mean, I don't know. I don't know that you need to... I think I do. Right there with the transgender care. We're giving them your money, and I'll tell you now, they'll transition all your kids with your own dollar bills. <laughs> you were gonna make it so we didn't hear that. <laughs> I'm sorry. Technical Kemp. <laughs> Don't let those social media posts fool you. Our chamber really doesn't care for virtue. Where I come from. Not a banger. Give Democrats all these chairmanships where I come from. We overturn some elections and impeach <laughs> your can where I come from. That Ramadan party's gonna have a crowd, yeah. I'm pretty damn proud. Where I come from. Okay. <coughs> so I do want to note this. <coughs> he absolutely thought that he had landed like the hardest verse of all time when he realized that he could use Ken in two ways. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like when he when he's like impeach your Ken, holy shit, that works on two levels. I yeah. am uh, I am a songwriter. <laughs> this is you know, this is what Bob Dylan's doing. <laughs> exactly, right? Yeah. So yeah, anyways, um I just, you just, know, just the bums just the me out to hear anyone attacking a good time. If, if someone is having a Ramadan party, I, one I don't really know. I've I've never been invited to a Ramadan party, uh, so I, I'm I'm a little skeptical of the idea that they're that prevalent. But uh, yeah, certainly not like if I've only got a couple minutes to talk and I'm trying to identify and lampoon the biggest problems facing our society. I wouldn't put Ramadan parties on the list. It wouldn't occur to me to. <laughs> But no. if I did get invited to a Ramadan party, I would love to go. It, it, it seems insane to me to attack other people having a good time. I don't know where Ramadan sits. Like there's happy holidays and sad holidays, you know? Like uh, yeah. you don't want to get – people get fired up for Easter, but it's like – or Good, good Friday, you certainly want to be respectful. You wouldn't have a Good Friday bash. Uh, so That would be weird. Yeah. I'm, I'm worried, you know, as someone who uh, knows – 
literally nothing about most of the world's religions, uh, you know, I'd, I'd be uh, concerned about a faux pas of a Ramadan party. What if it's one of those somber ones? But if if someone can confirm to me it's a good time, I'd like to go. Uh, so I don't, just it sucks to be uh, attacking that sort of thing. I would think. Yeah, I mean, well, I, I it's just it's a month in the calendar. It's a whole month. Are, yeah. Yeah, it's 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 the it's the big one. It's fasting. It's according to Islam, yeah. the Quran was sent down to lowest heaven during this month. So it's when we got the Quran. That's got to mm-hmm. be a pretty big party. The gates would be open. Gates of heaven for are open for the entire month, and the gates of hell are closed. That's Whoa. a badass month. That's like Toyota thon. <laughs> yeah, dude. That's a Toyota thon level month. I'm <laughs> I. I hope I get to go to a Ramadan party. Yeah, I mean, you know what's funny about that too, man? Not to like, because uh, we're having fun. Um, and then, you know, let's talk a little Burning Man and get the F out of here. Yes, yeah. Um, what's funny about this, man, is, uh, is I, I, you know, I don't have, I, I, I think I only have like a couple of, uh, of Muslim friends. Mm-hmm. But... You know, just like the book that I'm sure is problematic that I've referenced to you many times, um, the places in between, where a guy walked across Afghanistan. Um, man, like the most surreal experience of my entire life was when we were in Morocco and uh, we were driving out to um, these like dunes where we were going to stay the night. And the guy who was uh, our guide... He had driven us about three and a half, four hours at that point. Rashid. Mm-hmm. Is he a he took us, fan? Nah, I don't know. I don't know. Okay. He was a very fiery individual, but he took us to uh, his parents' so maybe. house. It's possible. I mean, That's tight. He took you to his parents' house? Jason Garrett would say that he picked up a New York Times. And- <laughs> about an election <laughs> in Mexico City. I can't do the voice. <laughs> there's a man wearing a Dallas Cowboys t-shirt yeah of course that's, that story is so good it's, it's so I've, good. I've searched so hard for the audio it's you don't have it I don't have it god damn it dude I'll keep looking because I mean surely they didn't like purge his press conferences no but it might have been like super early YouTube and the Cowboys do have like a one-year rolling it's not because they want to take it down they don't care. I think it's just that they just have something set to like auto, del- you know, delete or whatever. Really? Yeah. And you just don't have access to the Enco? Is that the... I don't know what that is. I've never heard of that. You get to keep it in the divorce? Then. I don't know. <laughs> I did it. not have a divorce and I don't know anything about that. Okay. Um, so yeah, Rashid took us to uh, his parents' house, which was on the way to the dunes. I'll get it for it you was, if you want. It was the last city... Um, and you know, it looks exactly how you think it does. It's huts made out of clay, you know, and some of them might have a second story of a hut, but it's, it's, it's huts, you know, it's a, it's a city. There's, there's nothing there but sand. And he like had us into his parents' house and they're like giving him shit, you know, like it was very much a, like, is this still what you're doing? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like yeah. that, shit, that shit is wild universal <laughs> he was like early 30s and they're like on his ass about it you know like he's smoking cigarettes so like he's still smoking and he's like ah fuck you mom like <laughs> in Dude, his rules in his dialect yeah and then they had us in and they put out like uh an entire room full of blankets on like a sand floor and they were like uh his mom, his dad, his grandma, and like six of his brothers and sisters who were all like between, you know, six and 20. And we just sat there and spent like the next two hours. And they just like gave us food and tea and I don't know. Yeah, it 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 sounds like whenever I got to Ireland for the first time and uh, like called my Irish family like that day and was like, I'm here. That was pretty much how the next couple hours went. Yeah, I mean, you it's probably pretty universal. It's yeah. just funny to me that people uh 
conservative Americans, frankly, like don't understand that like that's something that Muslim people hold extremely close to their heart. Yeah, dude. The idea of like community and welcoming and I even love Luke Massius. I do too. I do too. And uh, I, I love and our burners. Yeah, I love the burners, dude. I've, I've, I was with you. We were texting about this over the weekend. And I was with you when we were texting. I've had time to reflect, and you know what? I don't, I don't like the energy that the internet is engaging in. I think <laughs> I that these the, are all these I, are I all people trying for something else. No, I'm, I'm, I, I support them. I don't have anything bad to say. I think Everton and Burning Man's good. Yeah, I knew this would happen. It comes from a spirit of criticism, and that's just not the spirit I inhabit anymore. Well, I mean, on a somewhat serious level... I mean, they're not um, USC players. <laughs> Thank you for owning that. It is It is something that I try to do less of now, which is, you know, the schadenfreude, like... I'm going to be happy because something bad happened to someone who I think sucks. It is so tempting. It's very, it, it's calling me. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a fun it's little place me to be in. Just loudly. dip your toes though, you know? Yeah. But yeah, I mean, it's funny. I don't know. I talked to, uh, I talked to our buddy Akash over the weekend at his show and he went last year. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to ask like how many times has he been? They went uh, for their podcast and he was just like, you know. I just don't know. You it's know? just awful. <laughs> it, that's what he said? He said it's bad? He, yeah. He's like, it's just not the place, a place that I want to be. But like he doesn't, you know, like get fucked up. Yeah. Although, you know. So you know maybe uh, that's part of it. Although I bet there's a pretty serious like, you know, new sobriety contingent of Burning Man as well. I mean, if it's 80,000 people, I would assume that you can find, you know, whatever it is that you're looking for, right? Yeah, but I mean, there's there's probably like a vibrant, like, this is the sober area. Yeah, yeah. Type thing. But like there's there also a very vibrant, this is where we do ecstasy area. The yeah. Hearing it be described, because I was listening the other day to someone who'd been there just talking about, you know, this is what it's like or whatever, um, just because it was big in the news. I bet that next year's is going to be like the biggest just because, you know, fucking positive or negative, it's all attention. Like so many people are talking about it more so than they would if it had just gone smoothly. Well, and I've been aware of this obviously for a very long time. Yeah. But, you know, I was trying to explain it to Dan the other day and I'm like, I don't really understand, you know, I've been to, a, you know, a ton of festivals. Like they're run by a promotions company. Burning Man is? No, no, no. Or it's not? I, that's what I'm saying is different. I don't know. I, I, I mean, I don't think you pay. No, you do pay. There's, okay. There, you got to buy a ticket. And the dude who is talking, like, I think that he does it, you know, like the rich guy way because he's a rich guy. But he said it was like 20K. Okay. Like renting out the RV. Well, said, that's different, though. I'm yeah, talking yeah, about yeah. like an actual festival yeah, ticket no, the ticket's to get into a venue. I don't know what the ticket is. Um. I didn't know there was like an entrance fee. I thought it was just like a, I mean, but at some point they would certainly have to control like a head yeah, count. Yeah. Yeah. So I suppose that Which requir- is, you know, requires like a supply and demand thing. Because it yeah. feels like what they're sort of saying is that they're above that. Yeah. Yeah. And like everything, dude, I'm sure there was a time 30 years ago, 20 years ago, 15 years ago where it was, you know, like a viable place for people to innovate and come up with you know community and ideas that can help people but basically yeah i'm sure that i could go and like i'm i think it's possible to have a good time you know like or to have what not even just like a good time but like get out of it whatever it is but like i think kind of what you're getting at is like dude make your own burning man you know like you and your friends having a a communing together and like i do it twice a year yeah yeah that's that's as big, and you know, I mean, whatever. I think that there's like a certain amount of like rejecting all society, or like at least like not rejecting, but like you know, sort of uh, abandoning precepts, and you know, like trying to get back to you know, like uh, first principles of how do we want to live life. That 
may or may not be uh, common at, you know, whenever you and I are just uh, with our friends making fun of each other. But uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I was thinking about like, uh, like, like the dude was talking about, you know, like this is whatever. And I just like, I, it seems like uh, overkill to do burning, to do acid at Burning Man, because like, I can't stress enough everything he was talking about, like reimagining the world. Like you just do that on acid if you're doing it in the fucking truck station bathroom. Yeah, of course. Or, you know, your backyard or yeah. whatever. Um, I think the, the, the hang up for me is that the, uh, the ideas and the philosophy of it, as you said, of like first ideas, the problem is, is that if you have a highly exclusionary prohibitive to attend situation and you filter out a significant portion of society, like how much can you really get to that? Yeah. Like, I think that's, <laughs> I think it's kind of hard if you have to have thousands of thousands of dollars to get somewhere and you have to be Chris Rock or Diplo or rent an RV to be yeah. like, yeah, we're really getting back, back to the purity of, of what it means to be a human. I mean, that's, that's impossible to me. It's uh, it's like Alpine, New Jersey. The only black people are Chris Rock. <laughs> You're probably not that far off, but honestly, dude, like, and this is like a bit of a, uh, a weird area to traverse into, but you know, I'm not, um, currently employed, so I'm not too worried about it, I guess. But this is why I've always thought that, um, like, for example, uh, the comedy and culture from the subverted communities of our world are more vibrant because yeah, like I, I, I think, I just think it's, it's, it's more in touch with like what it means to be human if you are constantly in a struggle, you know, I don't know if that makes sense or not. Yeah, but like, it definitely I, does it, to me. Like there's a like part of I mean like you know being human what being human is meant for you know however many hundreds of thousands of years there have been humans uh, has meant, it's gonna be hard <laughs> yeah like like it's it's about survival like and it's about you know like we're not as uh, fast as the cheetahs or as big as the elephants like you know we we just got to get by by like uh, you know whatever tricks that we can do like yeah and. Uh, I don't know. Once you're just totally out of that equation, which, you know, I am pretty much. Yeah, you know, no, you I'm know, not like, saying I'm not, you know. Uh, like I, I, in the time that uh, you have uh, not been podcasting and just that time I've read an entire, I've gotten into Tramplet. That's, we've lost a lot of things by not podcasting together uh, a couple times a week during this time. And one of them is uh, you hearing more about Tramplet because I know, I know you've been saying like, man, what's going on with Tramplet? I've been reading, been reading what the tramps have been writing. And I was reading the biography <sighs> right. of a guy who was a hobo in like the 1920s, 1910s and 1920s. And he's just talking about, you know, like riding the rails, stealing from people, getting hooked on opium, shit like that. Hell yeah. And uh, yeah, just the, like having exposure to like that kind of life where it's like you show up into a new town, you've got $10 that you stole from the last town. Uh, and it's like, all right. Time to make a life for like a week before I get to the next town. Um, yeah. That's one of my, yeah. That's like, exactly. and that's even like more elevated than like most of human history. Like that guy didn't have to shit outside every time, you know? Uh, and so, yeah, I, that's, and poor people today, like they, I don't want anyone to be poor. I think we all should, it's not like cool that like some people are so close to survival, but like it does inure in you something that is more human. I think you're right. And like, that's kind of where like interesting stuff comes from, you know, like that. Yes. It's just, it's just a lot more real. I don't know. Yeah. So, I mean, again, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know uh, that that completely invalidates any experience you could have at a place like Burning Man. But, and this is probably a pretty, this is a pretty generic quote um, because uh, big, big Zach Bryan fan, but I don't think he's very good at Twitter. Mm -hmm. I think he tweets too much and I think he tweets quite poorly. Mm -hmm. Um, so this is a very like sorority girl quote, but he quoted some, uh, some guy named, uh, Duncan Trussell, of course. which I 
Do you know who that is? Yeah. Who is he? Uh, is he a comedian? He, I think I think he's like he hangs out with them, but I think he's just weird, right? Okay, yeah, it does say stand-up comic. Uh, he's like a, a Rogan. He's in the Rogan extended universe. Okay, so maybe this is a bad quote, but a trippy guy, like in it, in the psychedelics and stuff. He probably knows uh, Aubrey Marcus. I'm I'm blanking on who Aubrey Marcus is, but I'm sure you're right. That's Aaron Rodgers' guy. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 He frequently invokes applicable uses of Dharma teachings. Yeah. 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 But the quote was just some poor phoneless fool is probably sitting next to a, wa- a waterfall somewhere, totally unaware of how angry and scared he's supposed to be. Yeah. And it's kind of the same thing of like, yeah, I mean, I'm not saying it'd be good to be like, as you said, you know, on the margin of being up against death. Yeah. But I don't, I don't know when I, when I see like cosplaying attempting to tap into that with something like Burning Man, yeah. I do laugh at it a little bit. And then when, <laughs> when literal shit hits the fan on them, it's hard for me not to be like, I don't know, man. I mean, you should have just like made some friends. Yeah. I do suspect <laughs> that I, I'm not sure. I don't know. I think it might just be like the media make a bigger deal. Like, uh, just the tension economy stuff of like, it's just an attractive headline. And so like, we're just going to, you know, we're going to try and get our share of the viewers by like presenting this in the most fucking when like, I doubt if you're on the ground, it would have been that crazy. Like maybe you stay an extra day. Yeah. And I, I, you know, obviously I somewhat wonder, um, how much the, the whole Elon Musk, Elon Musk is no longer a person, right? Definitely. Like Elon Musk now represents, (laughs) <laughs> I mean, he's never a person. None of those people are, you know, like just be, anyone that you don't like, like even fucking us, you know, like if you're listening to this, like if it's not like people you're friends with that you see pretty frequently, then like all of it's just an idea, most of which is like details you fill in yourself. Like it's just something your mind yeah, generates, yeah, but, but like, him more what, so than anyone. Yeah, in, but I guess what I'm saying is like, I, I can't speak for you, but I very seriously doubt that anyone hears me speak and is like, oh, that's a type of guy. I think I am We're, a human archetype for most of our listeners. The ideal male physique. Mm-hmm. But like with Elon this Musk. This what performance looks like. Obviously, like the entire like fintech community yeah. is based on some sort of like facsimile of, of him. And people hate him now. So they're like, all right, well, there's a bunch of these like shithead proxies yeah they're having a bad time so uh let's talk about that yeah like you know just (laughs) and i don't mind it (laughs) the fucking progression from like look at these cool people who are helping us to steal music for free to like (laughs) look at the people who are trying to dismantle the world yeah it was uh it's been quite a 20 years (laughs) it's uh yeah i used to like them a lot yeah um yeah so i don't know i i do feel like uh People who are just staying in a place of criticism of Burning Man are probably leading more miserable lives than the people who embrace Burning Man. I think that having the spirit of Burning Man of like, I'm going to go in there and I'm just going to, I want to try new things. I want to learn life. I think that's a lot better than like just laughing at the people who are trying to learn life. But uh, I did see this little clip, a little TikTok of uh, someone voicing the... Uh, Laughing at people learning life, and I, I thought you would enjoy this. Burning Man. Has life been easy for you, but you still can't handle it? Spend thousands of dollars to live like a homeless person for 10 days. Maybe this will fix you. Are you still depressed even though you got a new tattoo? Drive around in a Honda that looks like a neon pig's face. You can't be sad when you're in a weird car. Can a riot date call you boring even though you have $300,000? Barter for a sack of beans with the guy who invented Dropbox. Now you got a story to tell. Did you just have your third kid but you still feel lonely? Smoke toad venom in a yurt with your boobs hanging out. Maybe your husband will change. Do you feel constrained by capitalism even though you're rich? Take a heat Stroke dump in a boiling hot porta potty. Mmm, now that smells like freedom. You sometimes wish your life was harder so you weren't cursed with the free time to contemplate the meaningless of your existence? Confronted with the reality that one day you and everyone you know will be dead and there'll be no memory of anything you ever did? Look, it's Susan Sarandon dressed like a clownfish. Don't worry, <laughs> it'll be worth it once they see your Instagram post. <laughs> That's very good. Yeah, it was fun. 
It's very good. It makes me also uh, want to finish the show with uh, something I was just going to text you, but now I'm just going to make everyone listen to it. Okay. It has nothing to do with Burning Man, but since you said you're into gambling now, I'm going to make you watch this. Okay. Because uh, I am going to put $100 in my account today, TC. All right. Despite the fact that I have no money. You got and I'm some money. And I'm going to. <laughs> if you think you got no money, you should check out my bank account. <laughs> yeah, well. That's fair. Week one. First thing we do, bet more than we can afford to lose on the Thursday night game. Be smart, though. Diversify. <laughs> Straight bets. Teasers. Same game parlays. Don't sell yourself short. If you can get one player prop right, you can get five. Parlay them. Small dollars to get big dollars. <laughs> Think. I know what you're thinking. Slop. What if I lose? Buddy. You're asking all the wrong questions. Better question, <laughs> what if you win? But just for fun, let's say you lose every bet you make. You just bought a ticket on the greatest roller coaster ride known to man. Stop crying. People pay good money to get their blood pumping like this. The good news, you have two full days before the next NFL game. That's plenty of time. Go ahead and initiate a withdrawal from your 401k. If you can get to your spouses, <laughs> use that one first. Or both. Whatever. I know that money's for someday. But for you, someday is right now. Also, start thinking of ways to trim expenses. If you have a kid in private school, that's a great place to start. Public school isn't that bad. I went to public school, and look at me. You don't have to make any decisions right now, though. What you have to do right now is find some cash. The 401k money won't be here until Monday. It was a, it was a picture of a payday loans place. <laughs> And you need cash right now. <laughs> Steal some shit. Sell some Steal shit. Only fans. Give blood. Be somebody. Now take whatever cash you get and get it down on the Sunday slate. Break it into two parts. Early games and late games. Don't even think about the Sunday night football game yet. You can't afford to waste that kind of brain power right now. Go to a bar. Make some parlays. Do as many as you can with as many legs as possible. Think spiders. Don't even waste your time with straight plays. You're in way too deep for that. I know what you're thinking. What if I lose my OnlyFans cash on the day games? Stupid question, but on the off chance that happens, it's time to phone a friend. All you have to do is tell them you have the lock of the century for the Sunday night game. Tell them you'll give them half of every dime you make. You have to have at least one friend that sees the value in this opportunity. Get as many friends in on this as possible. Don't be selfish. As for the Sunday night bet, now it's time to get creative. Some of the best Sunday night football bets I've ever seen in my life were made by guys that were blacked out drunk, responsibly, <laughs> and betting on credit. If you played your cards right, that could be you. Win or lose, you won't remember any of this. If you do lose, don't even think of quitting now. You'll never get your money back like that. Plus, on Monday morning, the 401k money has probably already hit your account, so it's time to think big. Monday night football was made for people in your exact situation. The thing is, you obviously suck at gambling. Fade yourself. Every decision I've ever made in my entire life <laughs> <laughs> Take everything you have from your 401k and bet the opposite of what you think is going to happen. Now you have two 401ks. Time to start thinking about week two. Follow me for more life hacks. Dude, I do want to have two 401ks. <laughs> the first time I saw that and he did the, I know that money is for someday, but for you, pal, someday is now. <laughs> <laughs> it's good. <laughs> so happy football everyone yeah yeah we made it all right man. all right we'll talk tomorrow see you later that's it for tonight the high school special is next so until tomorrow for everyone who's been a part of this one i'm tc and jake we do thank you for watching good night